This is Sifto. Ladies and gentlemen, rebel scum and loyal to the Empire, this is Sith Talk, the show where we talk Star Wars movies, Star Wars TV, Star Wars books, Star Wars games, and everything else in between. I'm your host, one of your hosts, Zach Chrisman, a.k.a. The Lord of Lore, and joining me is, as always, Lindsay, a.k.a. The Lady of Lore. Lindsay, how's it going? It's going pretty good. I've missed you. I feel like it's been a couple of weeks since we've gotten to sit down and chat. It's been, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, nothing crazy, just your standard work thing. And, you know, it's, it's not like, it's not like I don't want to do the show, but it's, it's like sometimes I have to take time off because I don't want to just sit there and, and talk about nothing. I don't like wasting my time. And if I feel like I'm not going to give a full interesting show or be engaged in talking, with you, you know, then I'm just like, ah, let's just take it, take a second, take a breather. I mean, you're so busy with work. This year's been busy with me. Um, and so, yeah, I was just like, Hey, if we're not, if we're not fresh, why do it at all? I agree. And sometimes I feel like too, we have to almost stretch for topics because every now and then there's just nothing really going on or, there's one big thing going on that absolutely every that everyone is talking about. And it's like, well, that's less fun because everyone just is saying the same thing over and over and over again. But I feel like now we're at a place in Star Wars where there's enough happening between new shows coming out, new movies being announced, um, phase two of the High Republic wrapping up. And even some some interesting stuff going on with like Marvel and AI and all of that, where there's so much to talk about, but just nothing like major, major, major going on, which I think is actually kind of my favorite place to be as a Star Wars fan. Yeah, um, we're definitely in an awkward haircut era of Star Wars right now. Like we're waiting for <laughs> we're waiting for Ahsoka. Um, we have all those film announcements. I don't know about you, but we're like nervously, I'm nervously like watching updates on the film side of things, just waiting to be disappointed. Uh, I, we just wrapped up, you know, phase two of the high Republic and yeah, I mean, there's so much to be excited for. Um, and then also, you know, it still feels like we're waiting. Um, so I'm going to do something a little bit different today and, I know that there's been things on your mind. I know there's things that are, that have been on my mind. And, you know, Brandon always asks, like, what are you Star Warsing? So I'm not going to ask that because Star Warsing is, you know, like, what, what kind of content are you absorbing? When it comes to, as of, as of right now, what is your mind the most, or what are you Ooh. thinking about the most when it comes to Star Wars? Like, that could be... You know, um, the 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 underworkings of the Jedi Order. That could be a film announcement. That could be. Um, uh, I'm wondering if a certain no, character, no, no, yada yada, game, anything. I, I have my answer right away, and I've almost been dying for someone to ask me just so I could talk about it. Okay, um, shoot. What has been on my mind is between the wrap up of Phase Two of High Republic. Um, and what I am absolutely convinced I saw a quick little gl glance of and a small little mention in Andor. And I want to be able to really connect the dots and be able to have this larger conversation of the uh, parallels and comparisons is the path of the open hand. So I I have been going and rewatching and or I'm like four episodes into my rewatch because I don't want to just go to the episode where I know it happened. But there is a tattoo of the path of the open hand and or. And I really just want to be able to talk about what happens with that that cult and what happens with those ideas and how does it play into the rebellion versus the empire. So that's really top of mind for me, just been going in and, and rewatching Andor because it's it's just so brilliant. 
you know, it just won a Peabody, a Star Wars story, won a Peabody. And I feel like we don't talk about that enough. Like that's, that's huge. It's such a great show. But to have that great show connect into High Republic in such a subtle way, I think there's something really big there that we're just not talking about enough. Yeah, I think there's definitely plans when it comes to it, uh, to the path of the open hand. Um, but I, I don't know what yet. And I don't. Okay, so I love phase two. Absolutely. But I still can't see why any and I, I understand we're talking about cult extremists like I get that like they're not all there I understand this but it's such a stupid belief like the all right so for those who don't know the belief that basically if you use the force you are harming like a you're harming other worlds other people other things like a give and a take like you use the force Somebody else, like, if you force push someone out of the way, somebody else is getting murdered in a random planet. Or at least that's what they believe. I don't understand how that vision for normal people... I, I don't understand how you sell that vision, because it's so stupid. Like, I love the... I love Phase 2 of the High Republic. Like, absolutely. I Like, it might... It's not... I don't know. It's It's pretty equal to one. I mean, like, I love the characters a lot in Phase 2. Um, like, I love Greylark so much, like, as a character, and I thought they built him so much up. But I just don't understand how you can be so stupid to think that that's actually how that works. Make sense? It does, but at the same time, the way it's presented in Phase 2... I really do believe it. And then when you look at the the collapse of the Jedi Order, it's more believable that would be the case. You know, hey, look, there's only so much force to go around, essentially. And look what happened to the people who abused it. So it's almost like the, the path of the open hand and then later on the closed fist even could really be believed and and something more tangible because now we have this concrete evidence here's this entire order who abused the force and look what happened to them yeah and i and so when it comes to the the future of um of them it's more viable to say fuck all the force users let's take them all out let's re let's let's just get rid of all of them even though it's not going to um you know, there's still going to be force users born into the galaxy. Like, that seems like a better argument. Like, these force users don't understand the give and take. We're just going to wipe them all out. Like, that is more of a, like, a rally, a rally cry than, than, than what they're doing right now. That's just how I feel. Like, I never felt like I bought into any of it. And, like, I see your connections. I understand that. But to me, but see, my my thing is with Andor and the fact that now we have the path of the open hand really, really, really subtly coming back into focus. It's like, okay, now is this idea going to be more prevalent? Because you really can have that rallying cry around it, and and how does that play into the Empire versus Rebellion? I mean, to me, it plays, and I, I love that your mind goes there. Um, and I'm now realizing I gave a really long answer into nothing that helped you with your questions. So, but, <laughs> uh, but either either way, um, I think it goes the same way I just said. Like, fuck the force users. I'm. I just want to stop this shit. Like, not too many people know um, that Sith lords are running the empire. But if they did. Oh boy. Like um mm. some people might be mad at the Jedi for getting them in this mess, you know. There there's multiple issues when it comes to how that all went down, the Empire, the Republic. There's people who think the Jedi betrayed them, so they're like fuck the Force users. There's people who are sad that the Jedi are gone and feel abandoned by them being gone, dead, whatever. Fuck the Force users. There's people who know that, you know, there's some Sith Lords, you know, running the galaxy. Not many, but some. Fuck the Force users. The Force users complicate everything. 
that's where that to me has a place like keeping it simple like that that tattoo says i'm a person who's here to change the galaxy not defined by my force powers but by my willpower that's what that symbol has says yeah. to me later on yeah think? and you know it's it's so funny too and hearing your kind of explanation of it because it almost seems like the absolute worst thing the empire ever did was destroy Jeddah. because what a beautiful beautiful representation of that you know had they kept Jeddah around and and that statue of the broken jedi what a good point to be around to remind people what happens because of force users right and, you know, especially in that city alone, knowing what we know now um, because of the Battle of Jeddah, that city not only has holy, um, holy history, it has like a lot of damage done to it because of its because of the infighting with force users. And, yeah, the the open hand was a key role in setting up that that whole thing. Um but it's still like the drama is still the drama. You know, it doesn't matter who's trying to talk shit about Uncle Rick at the barbecue. Like if you started the, the, the shit talk and it spreads around, people start fighting because Uncle Rick's drunk and he's like, hey, let's talk shit. Why are you talking shit about me? The drama's still there. Like Uncle Rick's still mad. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. The damage is done. And and that's one thing that I did like that they did with Jetta um, is, is create that damage. And there is so much damage like if you look at let's just ignore let's ignore canon not canon if you look at pre-disney star wars when there was a huge timeline of canon yeah the og star Wars jedi novels the old republic then you know our current era like as a universe this cult makes more sense um because all it is is infighting from from force users. I mean, the entire Old Republic, that timeline is Jedi vs. Sith. Jedi vs. Sith and then the Mandalorians come in. You look at any timeline in Star Wars history, it always has something to do with force users. So I think it might be a very human... Human... Uh, that's not a good word for Star Wars. Fuck. No, it might be, no. It might be a very non-powered... Um, super, it might be a amazing religion slash cult for the average person to jump into because they want to feel like there's something more, yeah. you know? No, it's, it's a good point, but that's, that's kind of where my mind has been with Star Wars and playing around with these ideas and, and really seeing and understanding what's going on. Um, but what about you? Where has your mind been? My mind has been, uh, kind of bunch of small things like nothing major um going off of what you were saying when it comes to the path of the open hand <clears throat> i'm wondering how the high republic fits in everything after the books are done um i'm wondering if if we're going to take anything from these books into the movies and the pessimist side of me says no but I, I'm I'm honestly still pondering, what are we going to do in this Ray Skywalker movie, New Jedi Order, without the Sith? I mean, it's so challenging because it, to me, I'm still not, like, there's so many things you can do and create a compelling villain that's like the Sith but has a different philosophy, much like the Eternal Empire in the Old Republic games, the the MMO. It was a beautiful way of showing, like, hey, we can introduce a bad guy who, is a f who has lightsabers and force powers, but a completely different ideology. Um, I'm just wondering what is going to be the next threat. If there is going to be a galaxy-wide threat in, in this new Jedi Order movie, it could be a smaller movie where, you know, she's just trying to figure out how to how to teach these kids and they go on a mission and there's some dark, I mean, who knows? It might not be galaxy ending, uh, a galaxy ending movie. And I don't know. I mean, just like Thrawn's around. Then there's the Nile. Then there's the Sith that you can always go back to. There's a new element. And then I'm wondering, like, I kind of want to see, I kind of want to see Ray 
get involved with a fucking leveler. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, my wouldn't brain, that be great? My brain just but goes you know, everywhere. The thing is here, I'm also going to bring back canon versus non-canon because you, you were able to do it. Um, so <laughs> I feel like it's, it's fair game. Um, but we know from pre-Disney that there's something else out there. Right. I'm not saying let's bring back the Yuzen Vong. It's such a dirty thing to say, but it could be there's, cool. It, I wouldn't mind it. Like, every, um, like there... the Yuzen Vong is a drunk cousin that nobody wants to invite to the barbecue. <laughs> but they're, <laughs> but like, is, like, they're low-key maybe, fun. Maybe it's, our, <laughs> maybe it's our age, but like because that was kind of my introduction into, at the time, the expanded universe, I'm like, I like them. I yeah. think they're pretty cool. <laughs> Um, so I, I wouldn't Sorry. mind it, but, but, um, going to be interesting is whatever happens in Ahsoka and the movie coming thereafter, that's going to open up for, Hey, look, we have these unknown regions. There's something going on that we don't know about. I think honestly, Ahsoka, the TV show, and that movie is going to have to come out first so that we have that set up for Rey. And even Dawn of the Jedi, because what I always keep going back to is Rey's introduction to the Jedi Order was standing there talking to Luke on top of that memorial to um, Jedi Prime. And now we're going to have the Dawn of the Jedi. So is even that going to bring something in? Because what came first, the Jedi or the Sith? The Jedi, as far as we know. Um, but that could that could even bring some insight into what's going to happen in that Rey movie. Yeah, and and since we're just doing like, where, it, where does your brain go with Star Wars? Like, we're just going to have a wild show today. And then when we decide we're done, we're done. Like, I'm drinking coffee. It's a great time. Um, I, I do want a play back and forth, though, between those movies. Like, I almost, I almost want them to, to somehow be like, not tied together, but tied together. Like, there's threads. Not like, you know, one is the sequel to the other. So the Prime Jedi, you know, the new Jedi, I mean, the Prime Jedi movie and then, you know, going into the Rey movie. I don't want them to be like the sequel, but like I want the threads to be there because I do I do find that very interesting. I also would like to point out you're talking about the unknown regions. It's something that like as Star Wars fans going to The Force Awakens, it's all we talked about. OK, Um but it's not tired like Snoke is, like the Snoke theories used to be. Like it hasn't lost its um, fascination because there is so much out there. And what stuff like the High Republic does is also introduce so much stuff out there. Like the Leveler is a mind blowing, uh, a mind blowing tool, and that is just something out in the galaxy on a wild planet that's somehow cooler, like not cooler, but just as cool as Mortis. Like when you think about like the weird it could go, if Star Wars actually leans into it, it could get really weird and it could be a very rich story that's very sci-fi, but also different, weird. What we see, some of these episodes that we see in the Clone Wars, like the Mortis episodes, um, like we see in Phase 2 of the High Republic, and if any Jedi, to double down on what you're saying, if any Jedi is going to be fascinated with the Unknown Regions, it's going to be Rey. Because she sees firsthand yeah. that there was a random, like, say what you will about the Rise of Skywalker. The breakdown for a Jedi is, oh, there was a fucking random army out here that I had no clue about, that nobody had any clue about. Fuck, I need to go see what's out there. Like, I, I need to listen to whispers. Because there's some shit that could be out there that's worse than this. Um, there's some stuff out there that we don't even know. Like, if any Jedi was hungry to see the unknown regions, simply for the fact of scanning it, like, it would be, It'd her. be her. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be really interesting, too. I almost, I, I almost seek to bring it up because I feel like we go back to it every single episode. But I know you and I are just so excited about this. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the Acolyte and 
if and how it all ties into the Aftermath trilogy. Because I still, look, say what you will about Chuck Wendig, say what you will about the Aftermath trilogy, I probably agree with you on all of it. Oh, I don't have much but bad to say outside of the first the, book. The first book's so bad. The second two are so good. And I realized Chuck, Chuck Wendig, he's problematic, whatever. The interludes in those books are so interesting. And the setup for what was really happening deep, 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 deep down on Jeddah and how that played into what we're starting to see at the end of Mandalorian. So interesting. But I think what's really going to come to light in the Acolyte is, is this really going to be a story more about the rising of the Sith? Or is this going to focus more on the Nile? Or is it going to be maybe something a little bit deeper? So it's so hard to say what's going to come next for Star Wars and in these Rey movies until we see what I think will be the setup in Ahsoka and in the Acolyte. Because for as amazing as they are, I still don't think Star Wars and Lucasfilm has done enough to branch, here are the setups in the books, versus here's what's in the TV show for the people who only watch that medium. Yeah, and to jump off what you're saying, with doing enough, I don't think we'll really know how good they're doing when it comes to that for at least the next, like, five, six years. Like, I think... I think if they do it right, it's going to be subtle. And we're already starting to see, like, we haven't seen the embodiment through uh, TV yet, but but we've seen it through pictures, you know, like them connecting the High Republic um, through the Acolyte. Um, we, we've seen, you know, we know Vern is going to be a part of that. Um, and it's going to be something that <laughs> it's not going to be as noticeable, I think, until a couple years from now. Yeah, because what I'm still expecting the Acolyte to be is is what I've been saying with the High Republic book, Phase 1 and 2. I personally prefer Phase 2 over Phase 1. But in both of them, what's going through my mind the entire time is, what are the Sith doing during this time? And if you go back and you listen to mine and Brandon's most recent uh, Don't Burn the Sacred Text episode for Cataclysm, I also talk more about more about that with how is this setting up? Like, what are the Sith doing and how does this play into where they come in in episode one? You know, because Cataclysm and phase two, I think, really start to set the idea of here's the weakness of the Jedi and here's how we can manipulate public perception of the Jedi and now we're going to start this 150-year plot of how I take over. Yeah, because... And I don't know if... Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, go on. No, no, I interrupted you. Keep going. Oh, I was just saying, I don't know if the Acolyte will play into that. Because I think to to reach the people who truly only watch the movies and maybe dabble in the TV shows, you have to have that connecting thread and what are the Sith doing in the background of all of this is going to be that connecting thread. Right. And uh, that's that's why I think it's going to be a show about the Sith, if they do it correctly. Yeah. And, and look, I understand that story is story at some point when you turn on a TV show or go to a movie. You have to leave your expectations out the door, like everything we talked about. Like the moment we turn on Acolyte, we're going to judge the Acolyte by its own merits not what we were expecting and it's going to be up to the show to give us a good um a good 40 minutes of tv um however i do think people would be disappointed if it doesn't have anything to do with the sith because that is what the the show is called the acolyte the sith lords they have acolytes um and so yeah i think it would be very disappointing if we didn't go there like this is why we're looking towards that show when it comes to what you were saying about the actual 150 years, it's like a thread. Um, you know, you read something about an actor you like, um, something not so great. Um, let's use Ezra Miller, actually, because um, that's not um, that that seems to be a topic right now. Um, so 
a lot of people argue that Ezra Miller uh, did all the things they did um, during or after the Flash movie was shot. Okay, that is true for what he's being charged. A year before he actually shot the movie, he was caught at a bar being... I promise this will make sense. He was caught at a bar choking out a woman. Or they mm-hmm. were caught at a bar choking out a woman. Um, and nobody said a fucking thing. There was video about it. Nobody said anything. Warner Brothers didn't say a thing. But it was like the first sign of a bad image. Now, it didn't change anything. They still got to do the flash. And then you find out about all this negative stuff. Point being, what the Sith are hoping for, this battle with the open hand, with the Nile, with all of that, is to start putting doubt about the Jedi in people's mind. It's not a full-blown, full-scale war against the Jedi name, but it's the seeds of doubt. And it's letting the Jedi have a distraction. One of the things that the open hand does is they look for force artifacts. So who knows, during that time, the Sith could be stealing these artifacts themselves as well, saying, you know, and, and nobody would assume that it would just be, you know, it would be a Force artifact stolen by the open hand when it could be the Sith. The Sith are watching this closely. That's what I think they're doing. I think they're watching it closely, and they're taking advantage of the limelight being off of them. Because everybody thinks they're dead. They're gone. They don't exist. Yeah. But, like, that's that's the story I think we all want to see, and that's why I'm the most excited for the Acolyte, because that really is the intriguing part to me. And I don't think we're going to know really what to expect from the Ray movie or what to expect from any other story until we know that concretely. Because I don't see any time in the near future until the dawn of the Jedi movie us moving away from Sith versus Jedi. And I think what, I, what I'd like to see after all is said and done, the next movie to be announced is essentially the dawn of the Sith. I mean, like, I'm here for that. I'm, I'm 100% here for that. I think me and you are alike in the respect, like, we wouldn't have a problem with the Acolyte if it was literally just one Sith Lord saying, like, this is what I've done the last 150 years. Like, this is what we've done for generations. Like, we built uh, banking transactions and we we stole shit from one planet. Like, I think we want to know every single detail about how the Sith amassed Mm -hmm. their fortune, how they stayed hidden. Like, we just want the detailed show, like, day one after the Jedi think the Sith are gone. Like, that's the show we want, is is just this show where they're hiding, hiding the whole time. Yeah, and oddly enough, kind of going back to what I've been thinking about with Star Wars 2 and my rewatch of Andor, is really all of those artifacts that Lupin mentioned and, and he has in his shop and what those truly mean and how they're going to play into this. Because I would love, 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 love to be able to look at some of that and be like, hey, I've heard of that before. Whereas now it's almost the opposite where it's like we, we get these little Easter eggs and it's like, oh, I remember that from the EU. I remember that from the High Republic or, or anything like that. I want to see the inverse where we see this big plot line and we think, hey, I remember that from Andor. Yeah, I mean, personally, I do think they're just trinkets they're using for Andor for fun. I, I don't think they're going to play anything um, with Andor. Um but, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, Star Wars is really fucking cool when there's intrigue in it. Like, the intrigue of the Old Republic was the Star Forge and the fact that there was these maps around the entire universe um, that led to an infinite fleet. That's sick. Um, and the writers of, you know, not to keep going back to the High Republic, but the writers of the High Republic understand that. Like, we have these artifacts these mysterious artifacts, these mysterious beasts, they're fascinating. Like, they're they are absolutely fascinating. Um, and I can't wait to talk to you more about Phase 2, especially with how it ended. Um, we won't do that today, but I, I do want to know at some point what your theories are about the two staffs. Um, 
because the staffs are cool as shit. Um, and the way they ended that was cool as shit. Um, where my where my head goes is I'm just excited to see more of the High Republic, even if it's at the tail end of the Acolyte. Star Wars is really starting to put things together. And it's like I said, it's going to take some time. It's not going to happen in five seconds seeing these worlds being built upon. But I don't, it's not like the MCU where you need people popping up and everybody's saying like Ahsoka and the Mandalorian are different because it's the same timeline. They have a connection. I don't need worlds to connect that much outside of the Mandalorian. But just the subtlety of being in like with Jedi Survivor, like being in a on a planet that has High Republic ruins in the time of the Empire shows so much history to what has happened. And every time I see a High Republic ruin, I think of Logan or Loden Greystorm, like and that sacrifice and that shit went down and and all that stuff. Like I think of a different time that is now forgotten and these current wars. Like I think of wars past and wars current when I'm in that game. And I, I hope that we get more of that kind of stuff when it comes to Star Wars. We don't need like complete temple building blocks, but I mean, I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing when it comes to them putting some threads together. Not just like, oh, we're all High Republic, like just threads, just subtlety. Yeah, but like that's that's kind of the thing, and and what we're gonna have to look out for is how subtle and how grand are they going to get with it and how much are they going to start to connect all of this are they going to keep it to hey look you can do one or the other and it's okay or you have to be a completist here yeah and i don't know i don't know which is better or which is worse yeah i mean i well i mean it I think if you're a good storyteller, my, my yeah, but my like little Star Wars heart is like no, be a completist, be all into it. But I look at other franchises and I'm kind of just like, nah, don't do that. Like I'm, I'm not going to sit there. I love Harry Potter, but I'm also not going to sit there and read every single you know, cursed child, right story that comes out. And even even Game of Thrones, you know I love Game of Thrones, but I did not read the novella that House of Dragon is based off of. I did, but I love House of and but like that's I wish I did. But listen, <laughs> no, I I don't read House the of books. Dragon, I wish I did. I don't read the Game of Thrones. Books. I I read the books because they they're never going to be it's done. Like, that's why, why why make someone be all in and be their entire life? Instead, just reward them for those bits. But for Star Wars, I'm like, no, go all in. Do it. Do it. And that's probably the way, you know, people who who love Marvel the way that they do. I do. Look, I'm going to watch the movies. I'm going to watch the TV shows when I can. I'm not going to wake up at 3 a.m. because Secret Invasion just came out and I have to be the first one to watch it. I read the the Marvel comics as, when I was a kid, as kids do. I don't keep up with every single one and know every single issue of each franchise. Well, if you do, you have to. If you do decide to read a Marvel comic, and as as an adult <laughs> like me, true thespian, um, read the Daredevil comics because they're fucking great. Chip Zdarsky. Um, that's not a part of any of the point. I just had to add that. Um, all, right, all right, I'll check it out. Yeah, but like I, that's, that, as much as I personally want this whole go all in 100% all the time, I understand why we're probably never going to get that. And we have to, as fans, temper our expectations because of it. I don't know. I feel like we might. Act, and this is weird saying me, uh, saying it coming from me. I feel like we might actually go all in on one of those films. And that's James Mangold's Dawn of the Jedi. I mean, the guy is comparing it to the Ten Commandments of Star Wars. 
Have you ever seen the Ten Commandments, the movie? <laughs> I, I watched. I've watched it as a kid so many times. My grandma loved it. It was like a, a religious thing that we all did. Um, you know, it was like good family TV that my grandma loved watching. I'm still tight with my grandma. I'll watch whatever she wants. Um, but the movie, say what you will about the religion aspect of it, it feels epic and holy the entire time. It feels like you're watching the Bible being written. Like when you're when you're I'm watching. I'm so these happy you said that only because this is nothing to do with Star Wars. <laughs> but I had a similar experience where. I grew up watching it because I grew up in an extremely religious household and I went to Catholic school my whole life. And then I, I went to film school later on in life. And that's went why to I film school? I went to film school. What Wait, the fuck happened? No, I didn't know that. Can we? Yeah. No, no, no. I have, I have my bachelor's in film. That's what I studied in college. Bro. Like, all right. I now, didn't know you didn't know that. Now no, I'm I officially going to go. Film. Okay. So, now we're going to so, write scripts. In, in all of the these classes that I would take in film school, they would always reference the Ten Commandments. I'm like, but, but that's a Sister Gabriel movie. Like that's that's what my elementary school principal made us watch. Right. Yeah. But it, but listen, I mean that 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 movie feels uh you know it feels holy. I mean it is. It, epic, it does yeah. feel like it's epic the whole time, and it it's. I love that that's where his mind goes because that's exactly what I'm wanting. I'm wanting to know I want I want to know what the force is. I want to know somebody discovering it. I want to watch the Bible being written or at least a chapter of the Bible being written when it comes to when it comes to Star Wars. Like I think that's what we're all looking for. Um well, I guess not what we're all looking for, but that's that's what I'm looking for. So I th- I think with at least that film we're going to go all in. The so I actually just pulled out. I want you to keep talking while I find the exact page. I just pulled out the last Jedi visual dictionary and I'm going to try and find whatever they say so far about the prime, the prime Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, um, you know, I think the while you're finding for the page, uh, I'll finish my point. Um, or I don't have a point, but just my comments. I think the biggest thing with Star Wars right now is committing to something and sticking to it. Um, much like, and I'm not talking shit about Kathleen Kennedy, director, stuff like that. We're just, we're still very safe. And, and I think that's, while Andor is an amazing show, it's in a timeline that's very safe. And I'm, I'm tired of the rebellion versus the Empire. I'm just tired of it. Like, full-blown tired of it and i can't help myself at this point and i just hope that the future films are committing whatever they're doing commit to what you're doing i don't care at this point what it is just commit to something new try and do something new like we got the trailer for star wars outlaws um and i could give a fuck about it like and people were texting me like hey man this looks really good and i'm like yeah i mean it looks cool, like, and and I'm not trying to hate on the game, but it's like I see this. Oh, we're in the Empire world, like in the time of the Empire. Like it is after, um, you know, Empire Strikes Back. But it's just like I'm so tired of this one era that Star Wars just keeps going back to. And so at this point, I don't care what it is. I just want them to commit to something. I new. just want something new. I just want something new. And it was like, I have told you that like probably what, six months ago that I was tired of the empire versus rebellion thing. But it was when I got that specific trailer that I was like, Oh no, I am fucking tired of this. Like I saw the tie fires and I'm like, I could give a rat's ass about this. Um, and, and that's not to say it won't be a great game. And it's going to be a yeah. good game. It's going to be a good story. We know that. We know we're going to get nothing less than the best story. Right. But yeah, no, I'm I'm ready to expand on it. Yeah. And I think too, just God, I can't say this enough. God bless Daisy Ridley because she has that charisma and she has those skills and she has that physicality where she really can carry this story on in this new way and i'm so happy she's coming back to this this galaxy where we can start to open it up because i think that 
even though it was not my favorite Star Wars movie by any means, The Last Jedi really did open up so much of that lore. And that's what me and you are into, you know? We're, we're the lady in the lore, the lord of lore. We're the law people. That's We're the lore people. We're like that's the mole people that come like, out of the was... dirt like, actually, <laughs> that was in the comic book about the Sith. I don't know why I'm doing like a weird... But you know weird... what? It's, it's so funny, though, because even the comic books... I've grown tired of, and I oh, never thought I would say that. But it's just like, how many times can I get like, oh, here's these little tiny missions fighting the Empire. Oh, here are these bounty hunters. Even the High Republic comic books, I haven't really been able to get into because it's the same thing. But like, give me early Afra. Give me early Afra where it's, here's the lore. We're going to dive deep into it. Give me... Anakin and Obi-Wan. Give me Yoda. Give me, like, go back and give me the comic books that we had six or seven years ago that started to open this up, and then we just tightened it back in. Lindsay flips table and says, I'm tired of the fucking... I don't need the fucking comic book where we find out how Luke Skywalker got the fucking shoelaces that he was fucking wearing... When an Empire Strikes Back begins, I'm fucking tired of it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like just. I, I feel like I'm offending you with that accent, but you know, I I, I had to do it. I'm sorry. It's I just, all right. I, I forgive you. My father definitely wouldn't. Look, you're from New York. Um, that was meant to be more New Jersey because I watch a lot of Jersey Shore. So like. I go full blown Guido, or I try to. It, it's all like shitty. I mean, but like, it's you got to You got to commit to it. Like I love Jersey Shore. I don't care what anybody says. I'm gonna watch Jersey Shore Family Vacation till the day I die. Like <laughs> as long as they're doing it. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that everything you said is is accurate. Um, I, what? But what I when I said the stuff like I'm tired of the Empire stuff six months ago. It was much more real for me. It hurt more because we didn't have anything new on the horizon. And I guess now, like, even though in my head I see the trailer, I'm like, get the fuck out of here when it comes to the the um, the Empire vs. Rebellion. I, I'm not, like, really – I don't think about it too much because there's so much more to think about. Um, last – at least for me, you have more. I'm here all day. I don't care. Um, I was listening to an interview with Sam Witwer. I've been listening to Michael Rosenbaum's Inside of You podcast. Um, and Sam Witwer did an interview with him. And n- none of the interview, um, one of the comments he says um, in in the interview, they, they briefly talked about Star Wars, um, was that Lucasfilm always takes care of their people. And it, like, no matter what you do, if you're, like, in Hollywood – you know, um, people say, hey, can you do me this favor? I'll, I'll get you back. And they don't get you back. He's like, Lucasfilm, they get me back. And that's why I keep working, that, working for them over the last 15 years. Now, <clears throat> there's no evidence. There's no proof. This is just me throwing the wild card hair, Hail Marys, uh, much like I did thinking that Sabine would show up at The Mandalorian, which I was really wrong about. That's fine. Thank God. We have the ac- <laughs> we have the acolyte theories that me and you have just thrown wild cards out. That's fine. They're out there. We keep seeing in the Ahsoka show, like Whitworth hints that, I mean, he didn't say that he was working for Lucasfilm currently, but he kind of doubled down. You know, Lucasfilm always keeps always gives me a job. This is Dave Filoni, okay. What if Sam Witwer is playing the the masked Inquisitor in the Ahsoka show? Ooh, as as just a masked Inquisitor and not as like any other deeper conspiracies of I mean, who else he has played in the past. I mean, if Dave Filoni can, I mean, dude, I don't know. That armor's pretty close to Star Killer. Damn. Let me let me find. Let me find the the picture. Um, yeah, I mean, hold on. I have to sneeze, so if, um, 
actually it left. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if Dave Filoni does anything right, he takes things that George kind of had and he does his own thing with them, but they still hold very true. I, I just want to throw a wild card out there. I think Sam Witwer is that masked inquisitor. And I think it's not a, actually, this is a show about Ahsoka girl. I'm, I'm now fucking getting it. What if, what if we find out that Vader had an apprentice during that time, and it's apprentice versus apprentice. The apprentice of Anakin Skywalker <gasps> versus the apprentice of Vader. Dude, that just fucking hit me. I'm about it. I would love that. Like, I would absolutely that. love that. But I still think that the focus of the show is not going to be on anything deeper like that. It really is going to be, we're trying to find, <laughs> we're trying to find Ezra where's Thrawn. Right, but that can also be a subplot. I w- I would love that as a subplot. I mean, because like the st- only issue I would have with that is it's such a good subplot. I want to see it as a real plot in the story. Yeah, but like, it it's I mean, it could just be a teachable. Why can't I find any pictures of this? This is so annoying. Um, because it's Microsoft Beam. That's why. Um, yeah, but we know that. I mean, they would probably never do a full show about that anyway, considering they have major plans for Ahsoka, but it would be a very interesting thing that would be the counterpoint of our hero. Because you always want to see, you know, especially in Star Wars, you want to see what happens to our heroes. What's the opposite? You know, what could happen? And you have Ahsoka who made it out on top. It would be very intriguing to have a villain who's not necessarily the main thing be what happens on the other side of all that. And I, I don't know. I was just randomly thinking about it because the mat. I mean, I'm not. I mean, the mask does kind of look like the ending armor you can get at the end of the Force Unleashed games. Uh, but that's not why I'm thinking about that. I think it fits. Um, and I, I think Sam Witwer like. Dave Filoni takes care of his own. Like, if Lucasfilm takes care of his own, Dave Filoni takes care of his own. Like, 100%. And he's a nerd, too. And I think he would love to see Sam back in the armor. Like, full-blown. Yeah. No, no, no. You're you're right. I think he's he's not just that he takes care of his own. I think he's, like, a real... Even though this is going to be his first, like, director experience, he's still a real auteur, right? The same way Scorsese brings his own people in. And the same way Tarantino always brings his his people in. Like, that's going to be Filoni. I think Filoni has such unique ideas and approaches to things. And the, the people that are in it are so heavily invested into it. Yeah, and one of the things that I like about Sam is he always talks about how he got the job as Starkiller. Um, he says that when he got the job, he was doing a film study or a film test on the meditation and that he always was tensing up. And the director was like, why do you keep tensing up during meditation? This is supposed to be peaceful. And he's, and and Sam got the job saying, well, he's a Sith Lord. You think Vader taught him to be at peace? Like he's just trying to will this lightsaber together. He doesn't he doesn't know how to meditate. And it's like little things like that that just like I would love to see Sam on screen because you know he's going to give 100%. But that was just a random thought that I had cuz I and that was one I of the topics. That, that was one of the topics thought. I was thinking about um going into this podcast. It was just there was no way to to really put it, but Lindsay, do you have any more Star Wars things on your mind? Or did we did we catch a lot of them for now? I feel like we caught a lot of them and more. Yeah, and I, I think this was honestly a lot of fun. Um, you know, I don't mind talking about big news subjects, but I, I always like being on a journey and, and seeing where things take you. Um, some things do yeah, require cause... a little more homework, like the Phase 2 High Republic. I'm going to want to pull up some stuff and have all my storyboards ready so that I can... You know, because I I do want to do a breakdown with you on that, like predictions. Yeah, how yeah. this no, is next, going to go next episode, and like you said, like the two staffs and everything. Right, we'll do a real, real deep dive into into that. But yeah, like I said, sometimes it's you get these big stories or you get these big news articles, and it's like, all right, 
everyone's just shouting the same things over and over. But like these, these are honestly my favorite conversations. Just that open-ended, here's why we love Star Wars and here's what we want more of. Yeah, I don't want to be the show that is like, okay, the big news today is um, Dave Filoni's going to play a cucumber in an animated show. So we're all talking about it. Okay, now I want Sith Talk's perspective. Like, I, I don't want to do that. Um, obviously, if it's big enough, we're going to talk about it. But I like to be the... I like to be the randos that talk about the random things that nobody thought about. That's like, oh, fuck. That, oh, okay. I want to be the oh, fuck show. That's what I want. Yeah. And with that being said, guys, that'll do it for <laughs> this episode of Sith Talk. You can find Sith Talk under the Clashing Sabers podcast feed. Um, we have enjoyed this episode. This was a lot of fun. But we also have, like, Lindsay's got to get back to Tyler because he's going to be making some fucking delicious food online. <laughs> I know I'm making delicious food all day today. So if you're listening to the show, grab some delicious food. Grab a, a cold cocktail and definitely drink it and hang out with us. Lindsay, um, <laughs> where can they find you and tell us more about Clashing Sabers? You guys can find me on our Facebook group, um, Star Wars Clashing Sabers. Please, please, please feel free to hop in, tag me in any of the content you're creating, artwork, your podcast, different stories, um, or even if you just want to chat about something you heard in this or other episodes. You can also find me on Don't Burn the Sacred Text, which is under the, the Clashing Sabers podcast feed, wherever you subscribe. Most importantly, though, other than being a podcast network, and a place for fans to come together and share creative content. We are first and foremost a nonprofit organization. Our goal is to get these stories into as many schools and, and kids' minds as we possibly can. So please consider joining our Patreon so that we can donate every single dollar we get to putting these stories in different classrooms and schools across the country. If you can't financially donate, we totally understand please go to clashingsabers.net and let us know what schools, what teachers you might know that could use some of, some of these books and some of these materials in those places. And this is why you're on the show. Just, just such a class act. Like you say it so eloquently all the time. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, I wish I was that professional. But I'm usually, <laughs> you know, once I sign I can off, turn on, my, on and off. Well, once I sign off on my job, like, professional is out the door like just just gone like i'm professional and then there's my life um but you know because if i were to sum it up i'd say you know help kids get some fucking books and then you go get some fucking beers <laughs> and feel great about all of it okay that's what i would I say like that too. but with that being said guys uh thank you for listening to another episode of sith talk and until next time Lindsay, may the force be with you always all Clashing Sabers productions are the intellectual property of the Clashing Sabers network and ClashingSabers.net. All licensed sounds and images are the property of their respective copyright holders and are used for informational and educational purposes only. For more information on our nonprofit or to nominate a teacher, go to ClashingSabers.net. For questions or inquiries, please email us at ClashingSabersNetwork at gmail.com. You're just going to walk away.